Good morning, Cheviot Churches, and good morning to those joining us from other places as well. I hope everyone's keeping well and keeping warm. We've had one or two storms this week. We gather together on this seventh Sunday of Epiphany. You'll find various notices on the webpage, but I would highlight that the Yetam Guild will meet on Tuesday at 2pm. Their theme is Snowdrops. And sadly, we have a funeral. Jean Fleming passed away. And the service will be at Linton on Thursday at 12.45 and burial thereafter. Please note, I won't be in the vestry at Yetham this Wednesday. Um, Lent is coming up and a week on Wednesday, we have Ash Wednesday service. And that will be at Hoslaw Chapel at 11 o'clock. That's the 2nd of March. And the 4th of March, the Friday, will be the World Day of Prayer. And this year, that will be at Moorbato at 2 p.m. And more about these next week. And also, the Lent Study Group will start up again on Wednesday, the 9th of March. And if anyone's interested, please do get in touch with either Arthur or myself for details. And I think these are all the intimations. We have our call to worship. Come before the Lord your God in the quiet places and the busy places, in worship and praise and thanksgiving for all we have and all we are is a gift from God. Our first hymn is 189, Be Still. Thanks to Heather and Gordon as usual. Let us pray. Faithful God, 
You've gathered your people in faithfulness throughout many generations. You've offered your blessing to us through their examples and led the church through many changes and challenges by your Spirit. Draw close to us this day to guide us in these times. Root our faithfulness in the compassion and the courage we meet in Jesus. and Renew us through your steadfast love so that we may dare to trust our future to you. All praise and honour are yours, O God, source and saviour and spirit of life. Gracious God, you test the mind and search the heart, so you know the thoughts and intentions we keep hidden. Trusting in your wisdom and your mercy, we confess the ways we have failed to love one another. In times we looked the other way when someone needed help, when we failed to turn the other cheek. Forgive us for missing opportunities to share your love and carrying grudges that keep us from offering the forgiveness we hope for. Renew within us your mercy so that we become more merciful to others that we meet in the example of Christ our Lord. And hear and believe the good news. Anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. The old is gone, the new life has begun. And so let us trust that you're forgiven by God's generous love and have the courage to forgive one another for Christ's sake. And now our family prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. We read from the book of Genesis, chapter 45, and from verse 3. And Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? And his brothers could not answer him, so dismayed were they at his presence. And then Joseph said to his brothers, Come closer to me. And they came closer. And he said, I am your brother Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed or angry with yourself because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. For the famine has been in this land for two years, and there are five more years in which there will be no, neither ploughing nor harvest. God sent me before you to preserve you a remnant on earth and to keep you alive, many survivors. So it was not you who sent me here, but God. He has made me a father to Pharaoh and lord of all his house and ruler over all the land of Egypt. Hurry and go to my father and say to him, Thus says your son Joseph, God has made me lord of all Egypt. Come down to me, do not delay and you shall settle in the land of Goshen, and you shall be near me, you and your children and your children's children, as well as your flocks, your herds, and all that you have. 
I will provide for you there, said Sarah, five more years of famine to come, so that you and your household and all that you have will not come to poverty. And in verse 15, and he kissed all his brothers and wept upon him. And after that, his brothers talked with him. Amen. And the Gospel of Luke in chapter 6, reading from verse 27. But I say to you that, listen, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. And bless those who curse you. And pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you in the, the cheek, offer the other one too. For anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, don't ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. If you lend to those from whom you hope to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love your enemies. Do good and lend, expecting nothing in return. Your reward will be great and you'll be children of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful, just as the Father is merciful. Do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Give and it will be given unto you. A good measure pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For the measure you give will be the measure you get back. Amen. And the Lord bless to us these readings from his holy word. All praise be to God's name. And the hymn 722, Spirit of God, come dwell within me.
we have our weekly prayer. Everlasting God, we ask that you will make yourself known to us and lead us into the coming week. Help us to believe that you're close by us, keeping us from making mistakes and helping us to love like you loved, even our enemies. Amen. Masks. I've got a pile of them at home. Some are very colourful. Some have African designs. Others are darker, maybe for more sombre occasions. We hate wearing them. But I think we've grown used to wearing them. And we're aware just how helpful they've been. They've kept us safe over this pandemic. We still have to wear them in church. But it was announced that they're no longer needed to be worn in schools now. And one pupil was saying how she was looking forward to seeing the face of her teachers. She had been new to the school and had never seen her teachers without masks on. It certainly helps us to relate to one another when we can see each other's face. Our readings this morning are both about relations and how we should relate to one another. And they really get to the core of the gospel. In Luke, we continue to read from the Sermon on the Plain. We find familiar phrases such as, love your enemies, turn the other cheek. They're so familiar, they roll off our tongues. But just how radical they are. Love your enemies. Tell that to a Ukrainian mother who has children in the army and fear an invasion. Tell that to someone who's been abused. We don't love our enemies. It's the last thing we do. It's so much easier to say an eye for an eye and seek revenge for wrongs done to us. It's so much easier to hold a grudge rather than to face up to the issue and seek to resolve it. And yet in the gospel, Jesus says, you've got to change. That encourages us to love our enemies, to start to break down the ways we define people according to labels of nationality or religion or sex or whatever. He encourages us to take off our masks and see each other as a child of God. Our reading from Genesis is a case in point. Joseph could be a bit of a pain. He was a father's favorite. He was singled out for special treatment. He was also very gifted and even had dreams where his 11 other brothers seemed to be kneeling down before him. It was maybe insensitive of him to tell them so. But you could see why his brothers resented him. And then one day out in the fields, they beat him up. They threw him in a well, determined to leave him to die. But then at the last moment, the plan changed and he was sold as a slave to a group of passing Midianites who in turn sold them on to, to the Egyptians. It's a brilliant story. But Joseph hits rock bottom 
when he's falsely accused of adultery and thrown into prison. And there he is, far away from home, in the dark, humiliated. But then he interprets Pharaoh's dream and has a stellar rise to become viceroy of all Egypt. It is at this point his brothers come, basically as refugees, seeking help because of the famine in Palestine. They don't recognise him. He's wearing the mask, you could say, of the Egyptian number two to Pharaoh. And here's Joseph's chance of revenge. Think about the beating. Think about being sold into slavery. Think about the misery in prison. He could take revenge. But instead he sees family. Instead he sees a chance of coming together, of reconciliation. And when he reveals who he is, his brothers must have trembled. But they all had to face up to the past. They all had to face up to what had been done, to mistakes made, and to make a new start. And reconciliation was possible. And so it is for us as well. We seek ever to learn from the past, to face up to it, and to move on into the future. In South Africa, everyone expected a bloodbath. But instead, under the leadership of Nelson Mandela and people like Desmond Tutu, there was a Truth and Reconciliation Commission bringing people together, the abused and the abuser and taking off masks, facing the truth, and moving forward. It was so painful, but it was the only way. Nowadays, there's a lot of talk about restorative justice, and that's exactly the same thing. Victims meeting up with those who perpetrated crimes against them. And it is so difficult, it opens up wounds again. But often it's the only way that real healing can come about. The church supports a project called A Place for Hope, which seeks to transform conflict situations and bring about reconciliation. I've had experience of, of them working with a congregation which was split right down the middle. There was so much bitterness. But through coming together, through looking at the past, they brought both sides together again just by addressing the hurt and the pain. And that particular congregation became so much the stronger for it. In verse 31 of our passage this morning, there's a golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do to you. And so we're encouraged to forgive. And so we're encouraged to show respect. And so we're encouraged to want the best for others. For God in God's mercy has shown love, has shown forgiveness, and has affirmed us. Be merciful, we're told, for God is merciful. So be it. Amen.
We have the hymn 484, Great God, Your Love Has Called Us Here. Let us pray. God of generous love, we bring our gifts with grateful hearts, for we've received so much through your kindness. Bless our gifts and use them to touch lives and make us a blessing in our community for the sake of Christ our Lord. God of faith and our future, there are so, more, so many pressures we face today, so many problems without simple solutions. Draw near to anyone who's struggling in this economic climate with all our prices rocketing. Be with all who are burdened by the challenges, by challenges to their health and even to their happiness. Guide us all through the changing face of the pandemic, especially as we move forward. Ease any conflicts in home or workplace. Inspire solutions that express mutual respect and deeper understanding. Help us to share with others the hope we find in your presence. So we pray. God of mercy and forgiveness, you call us to live together in peace and unity. We pray for our communities and for the nations of this world. Where people are divided and bitterness turns into resentment. Show us how to work for reconciliation. Where violence and fear turn neighbour against neighbour or nation against nation, equip leaders to work for justice that will bring about peace. And help us build a world where children enjoy a future filled with good health and happiness. So hear our prayer. We pray for all whose lives are ruled by hate and vengeance rather than love and justice. For those whose homes are not places of love or safety, but places of fear and violence. Pray for those who have no home to speak of, who become invisible in our streets. And for those who are stigmatized because of status or ill health or ethnicity or religion. 
Lord, you asked us to love our neighbours, all of them, and not just the ones we choose. Enable us and equip us to carry out your command, to make a positive difference in the life of those who are our neighbours and who are struggling. And in a moment's silence, we bring the prayers of our own hearts. Lord, hear these and all our prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. And our closing hymn is 512, To God Be the Glory. And let us pray. Go now and share God's love with all you meet. Go and share the joy of Jesus. and Share the inspiring breeze of the Spirit. And so may the blessing of God, creator, redeemer, and sustainer, be with you, be with all whom you love, be with all whom we're called to love, this day and even forevermore. Amen.